This is All India Radio. In the program Spotlight, now we bring you a discussion on Tourism in India, Opportunities and Challenges. The participants are Subhash Goyal, expert on tourism and hospitality sector and Chetan Chauhan, journalist. Mr. Goyal, we are here to discuss the probabilities for the Indian tourism sector, the challenges it faces, the opportunities it has. As we have seen in the last uh, one year or so, as per the tourism ministry data, there has been a good increase in the tourism inflow, both domestic as well as foreign. If you look at the foreign tourists coming, it is about 5.2% increase year on year in 2018 as compared to 2017. And the government of India has also designated a large number of places under the Swatch Darshan, like 13 thematic circuits, 30 world heritage sites. There are about 250 geographic zones. And apart from that, there are a large number of centuries, wildlife areas, temples, different places to go, and diversity of the country. So how do you see that the tourism sector in the country has worked in the last few years. Tourism has the greatest potential in this country. It is the largest employment generator in the world. Tourism is the only industry which is highly labor intensive. One out of nine jobs that are going to be created in the world would be in this tourism industry. There are huge opportunities for India and there are some challenges. I have visited more than 146 countries and I think there is no other country in the world which has more tourism potential than India. We have 74% of the Himalayan mountains which are the most beautiful mountains, snow-covered mountains of the world. We have 7,500 kilometers of coastline and some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. We have the only living desert, Rajasthan desert. All the other deserts are dead deserts. Every square kilometer there is life, there is culture, there is color. Then we are the birthplace of four great religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism and Jainism. Islam originated in the Middle East, but Sufism, which is the spiritual side of Islam, whether it was Bulle Shah, Nizamuddin, Aliya, Alauddin, Chisti, that all flourished in India. We have one of the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ, St. Thomas's Church in Chennai. We have the only modern saint in the world, Mother Teresa's memorial in Calcutta. We have the oldest synagogue for the Jews, the Zoroastrians. So this is the holy land. So this is the opportunity that India has. If Saudi Arabia, after oil, can get maximum money from Hajj, we are the birthplace for all these religions and we can make millions and trillions of dollars from religious tourism alone. Then there's a huge potential for adventure tourism, for spiritual tourism, for yoga, wellness tourism, beach tourism, water sports, river rafting. There's total world of opportunities in the tourism sector. It is unfortunate that we have only 1.2% of world share. But our foreign exchange earning is 2%. So it is double than the world average. But still, the total number of tourists that have come to India is only about 10 million. The Prime Minister's vision and the Tourism Ministry's vision is to increase this from 10 million to 20 million in the next three to four years. Now, how do we go about that? So for that, we had made a lot of representation to the government, making India package a little cheaper. Because it was cheaper for people to go to Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, Dubai, etc. So outbound tourism from India is 25 million, more than 150% more than inbound tourism. So now the challenge is how to reduce outbound tourism and increase inbound tourism. So for this, we are grateful to the government of India that before this World Tourism Day, they have announced three, four things which are very helpful. One is the GST, which was 28% on five-star hotels, has been reduced to 18%. Then the visa fee on e-visa, which was $80, has been reduced to $40. And for 30-day tourist visa, it has been reduced to only $25. 
and in the off season between May, June, July, August, they are going to reduce it to only $10. So this will make the package to India cheaper. On top of that, the income tax has also reduced. So I think overall, this is going to have a great impact on inbound tourism into the country and inbound tourism will result in more foreign exchange, will result in more jobs and more promotion of Indian cuisine, Indian culture, Indian handicrafts. So I think this is a step in the right direction and I'm fully confident that within the next three to four years, we should be able to double our tourist figures. However, there are one or two things more that are taking place. One is we are very happy that uh, today is World Tourism Day and the UNWTO, which selects the country to celebrate the World Tourism Day, this year has selected India. Today, the Vice President of India inaugurated uh, the World Tourism Day celebrations along with our Tourism Minister, Mr. Parlath Singh Patel. And also, we have just finished the India Tourism Mart. We had 244 big tour operators from over 56 countries. And uh, these were selected out of 1,200 applicants. And they interacted with about 160 Indian tour operators. So this was a buyer-seller meet, which was on 23rd, 24th, 25th of this month. And I believe it was very successful. And a lot of foreign tour operators have signed agreements with Indian partners. And I am confident that a few million dollars additional revenue will come to India because of the India Tourism Mart. So all these things are happening. These are in the positive direction. The Ministry of Civil Aviation has also started an Udan scheme, which is also for the neighboring countries, like from Guwahati to Bangkok and some of these smaller smaller locations. So this is also spreading the employment opportunities and the potential of tourism in the remotest areas of the country and the smaller states. Mr. Goel, when the tourist comes... Many reasons the tourists may not be coming or maybe not be coming in such a numbers is also the facilities at the tourism places. I understand what you're saying, but I would like to put the record straight. According to UN study, there are about 106 countries where the crime against women is much more than India. The incidents are very unfortunate, but it is not only in India. All over the world, these incidents are happening. But in India, somehow they are blown out of proportion. That is one thing. Second, as far as infrastructure is concerned, I think the government of India is giving a lot of facilities and tax benefits for infrastructure development. A lot of convention centers are coming in and there are tax breaks which are available for building convention centers. There is a tourism finance corporation which is helping hotels by giving them long-term financing at reasonable price. So all these factors are helping in infrastructure development. And we cannot wait for infrastructure to come in because once the tourist comes, infrastructure will come automatically. Private enterprise will come forward. And in many places, we have encouraged homestay programs. So all that you need in a homestay is a clean bedsheet and a clean toilet and little clean environment. Today we had tourism awards and the government of India has not only given tourism awards for homestay programs, but also for municipalities which have shown the cleanest areas around the tourist circuits. So with 30 World Heritage Monuments, I think there's a huge potential for developing of tourism and I'm confident that within the next three, four years, we'll double the number of inbound tourists to the country. You have given comprehensive issues, but if you see a large number of domestic tourists, especially the younger guys, the millennials, they are moving away from the traditional hotels, the five stars, three stars, and moving towards maybe homestays, backpacks, 
टेंट अकोमोडेशन डिफरेंट सॉर्ट ऑफ टूरिज्म सो हाउ डज इट इम्पैक्टिंग द इंडस्ट्री एज सच बिकॉज लाइक इन प्लेस लाइक इन गोवा इन सम अदर हाई एंड टूरिस्ट प्लेसेज दे हैव बिन दिस डिमांड दैट द टैक्सी शुड बी लोड विच हैज बिन लोअर्ड बट दे आर ऑल्सो कंसर्न दैट द यंगर जनरेशन इज मूविंग अवे फ्रॉम द ट्रेडिशनल बिग फाइव स्टार होटल्स और द स्टार होटल कैटेगरी द यूथ नेवर स्टेड इन फाइव स्टार होटल्स it is always the middle class or the middle aged people and the senior citizens who want more comfort the youngsters have since centuries stayed in youth hostels in adventure camps even when we were students we used to go for adventure camps we used to stay in tented accommodation and we used to stay in youth hostels because basically india is a young generation we have the largest number of people below the age of 26 years therefore adventure youth hostels bed and breakfast places are being encouraged and this is a good sign and we need to spread our butter evenly we cannot just focus on the five star hotels or the star hotel accommodation because in remote areas where there are no five star hotels we still want tourists to go there so there are many areas where because of the environment and the fragile environment conditions in forests in certain river valleys we only allow tented accommodation and i think uh, the tourism industry supports that because we do not want uh, to spoil the natural habitat of those areas in fact now the movement is also towards green tourism whereby we are not allowing or we are not encouraging people to take plastic with them and have biodegradable things and reusable water vessels etc and not to leave the trash behind so all these things are going on and uh, I think the future is very bright. I really feel that travel and tourism is the best education because one opens his eyes, his ears, he absorbs something and uh, it really helps to generate goodwill understanding, national integration and also educates uh, the people and enlightens them towards other cultures and other customs and behaviors. One issue which also remains in the tourism sector to a large extent is accessibility. The tourism sites the well known world heritage sites will have infrastructure but exploring new places today one award has been given to young girl who specializes in accessible tourism for the differently abled people and the reason she started it was her father is blind and her mother is on a wheelchair and for them she wanted to do it and now she's made it a good business we in the indian association of tour operators also and also in faith we have written to all the state governments that the world heritage sites are being wheelchair accessible but uh, even now a lot of transport like tourist buses railway coaches and a lot of other places are not wheelchair friendly or wheelchair accessible i think this movement has started and the government i've been a member of the hotel classification committee of the government and when we classify any of the five star hotels we see to it that uh, all the public areas are wheelchair accessible so also by compulsion all the hotels have to have public toilets which are wheelchair accessible some hotels are making floors which are wheelchair accessible so i think uh, this movement is going on and everyone has the right to see the planet on which they are born whether they are physically challenged or they are not physically challenged i think accessibility is very very important we have spoken about the potential the growth indian tourism has seen but if you see the competitive market other countries have also grown equally as you have said that the outflow of tourists from india is much higher than inflow so the net is a loss if you see the tourism uh, no, sector no net is a loss but at the same time 
we cannot stop people from traveling out because the Indians who have traveled out or the Indians who have settled abroad, like there are 3 million people of Indian origin in the Middle East, in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Muscat, Bahrain, Doha, Qatar and all these areas put together, Kuwait, and they send millions of dollars remittances to India every year. Similarly, if you remove Indian doctors and nurses from American hospitals, their health services will come to a standstill. So Indians, wherever they have gone, they are ambassadors of goodwill and they have really generated a goodwill for India. Today, more than 50 to 60 percent of the Silicon Valley are people of Indian origin. Because the tourists go there, Indian restaurants are opened and ultimately they are importing ingredients from India. So I think the world is a global village and our strategy has to be to increase inbound tourism. But at the same time, we cannot restrict outbound tourism. So we have to have a balance. So I think with the steps the government is taking on reduction of taxes and other things, India is going to become more competitive. And I'm sure that inbound tourism figures will also grow up. Before we wind up, there's a slowdown in the economy. So what sort of impact is having on the tourism industry? And second, what are the challenges you see that the industry and the government may have to overcome in the next few years? Well, uh, every dark cloud has a silver lining. This recession has resulted in lowering of taxes by the government. The government has realized that there is a recession in the market, whether it is the automobile sector or it's the construction sector or it's the tourism industry. So I think whatever concessions have come in, it has given a flip to the stock exchange and it has also been a, like an injection uh, in the economy, a moral booster. Mr. Goel, thanks a lot for coming to the studio. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on tourism in India, opportunities and challenges. The participants were Subhash Goel, expert on tourism and hospitality sector and Chetan Chauhan, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com Please stand by for our next program Current Affairs in a short while from now.